When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. A lot of us don't really know a ton about Gerard Mayo outside of when he was a player for the Patriots, but he was handed the job uh, this morning, basically, as the report from Adam Schefter said, but really back to last year when it was put in his contract that he would be a successor to Bill Belichick. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. So we need to add a little context here to Gerard Mayo as he takes over for Bill Belichick in New England. So we welcome in Brandon Spikes, former Patriots linebacker, uh, his former teammate for several years in New England. He joins us right now. Brandon, it's Chris Carlin along with Joe Fortenbaugh. We appreciate a few minutes. So when you heard the news today, what was your first reaction to finding out that Gerard Mayo was going to be the next head coach of the Patriots? Well, first off, I just want to say hi, fellas. How y'all doing today? I appreciate the time, too. So it was an honor to be on here. But uh, honestly, I wasn't surprised at all. This has been in the writing, you know, for a long time, you know. he was The man was born to do it. I think the Patriots are in great hands. He's the ultimate Patriot. What is it about him that makes you say that? You've been around him. You see it. For us, it's like, okay, he's with the organization as a coach for five years but wasn't a coordinator. Generally, we see guys move up to coordinator, then move up to head coach. What is it about the personality, the way he handles his business, all that stuff? Well, those of us that know Mayo and have seen him beyond how great of a player he was, he he just has extreme work ethic, you know, his attention to detail, the way he approaches the game, his character. You know what I'm saying? He's a he's a true leader, a real leader. He was basically, you know, I always say all the time, I would play around. I'm like, man, you you're my coach on field. I got an on field coach, and you're playing next to you. So it was just, you know, he he just showed me how to be a pro. Believe it or not, man, he was just such a great example for me. And I take my hat off to him. You know, my career wouldn't have went the way you know went if I didn't have him being a you know a counter partner there. So. You know, I'm not surprised at all, man. He's been working hard since day one, since they called his name in the draft. Brandon Spikes, former Patriots linebacker, joining us. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Okay, so you kind of hinted at it, but we – listen, I'll be fair. We hear that about a lot of players. He's like an extra coach on the field. Was there a time Uh back when you were playing with him where you kind of realized this guy actually has a chance to be a coach and to be a really good one, and what kind of comes to mind – as far as what went into that thought? Well, they, from day one, man, I like I said, since I walked in the building, you know, I think he was in there two years, you know, before I was. You know, he was like the ultimate pro. I'm sure he had a lot of great examples. You know, he got to play with uh, uh, Brewski and, and Junior. You know, I, you know, those are great players and great backers, not only that, great human beings. So those guys, you know, showed them the Patriot way. And when I say the ultimate Patriot, he knows exactly what it takes. You know, he's seen the good and he's seen the bad. He knows what it takes to be a Super Bowl champion, and he absolutely knows what it takes to stink it up too. So, you know, that's that's what he has, and and, and everybody know it. You know, every I'm sure when you come in his 
It's or he just lights up the place and he loves the game and he's very militant. Like he's he's great for the position, man. I, I'm super excited for him. I'm definitely going up to visit him just to hug him, man, and congratulate him. I'm I'm hyped for him too. Love the endorsement. Love the endorsement. Um, was it at all surprising and and not because of Mayo, but was it all surprising to you that when it it came time to move on from Belichick that. Robert Kraft didn't think about going in a different direction. Maybe it's not a guy who was a former player or a current coach on the staff, someone from outside the Patriot way. Did you think maybe he could try something new, or did you think all along, no, they're going to stick with what they know? Well, me, you know, me personally, I, me and Mayo, we talk pretty regularly, and I, I kind of, I wasn't surprised, like I said, because I, you know, during this whole last few years, I'm sure he had a lot of opportunities to go coach elsewhere you know he got a couple of head uh coaching uh interview opportunities that he turned down because he wanted to be a patriot and i'm sure you know mr Kraft loved that and also you know supported that decision too and happy you know he was super happy to have him to stay home but i i honestly believe he's he's the guy for the job he's a proven player he's a proven coach you know he, i'm sure he can get those guys to play for him and it's a Honestly, it's you know it's a new era of football, and I think he's one of the best to you know start this thing off. So, I'm I'm happy. I'm just happy to have played with him. You know, he showed me a lot of the game. He showed me a lot about the game in different views. You know, from being a, a, a teammate, a brother off the field. You know, great husband. Like he's just overall, a, you know, Captain America in my eyes. And I always, <laughs> you know, I ain't just catching him. I'm not. I'm, I'm really. I always tell him. I was like, man, I have a little Brandon Spikes one day. I'm gonna tell him to be like Gerard Mayo. Like we would, <laughs> you know, play like that all the time. So that's that's how I look at him. Like I said, man, he he was a great deal. He played a great a great deal in me being a, the patriot I were and how productive and efficient I was. Like he, we was in there every day, you know, getting it done. You know, bringing our lunch pail to work, and he showed me how to work, how to be a pro. And I, you know, I don't think I would have been a player I was if it wasn't for Gerard Mayo. Ultimately. Oh. Brandon Spikes with us, former Patriots linebacker and teammate of Gerard Mayo. Okay, so back in March, you called him Belichick 2.0. So mm-hmm. with that in mind, like what characteristics of Bill that uh, does he have that stick out, and how will he be different from Belichick in your mind? Well, I think for for me as a, a player that played, and I'm I'm down here at Florida right now, coaching linebackers now. You know, I, I think we see the game from a di- different perspective, and the players know it. Like they can, you know, kind of relate to us differently because we, you know, we've been in their shoes. We, you know, seen the things they've seen. You know, struggling with some of the stuff they're struggling with. I think we just got a different insight on the game, and I think Mayo brings that. But he also has, you know, a lot of experience in coaching now. You know, he's been there with. You know, Coach Belichick, you know, since he started coaching, he's been nowhere else. And who's better to learn from than the godfather himself? You know what I'm saying? So he just, I just can imagine them two just sitting there like mad scientists just going over different schemes, different things they can do to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've seen them doing that. I've seen that. I've seen him doing that while he was playing. And I know he's been doing that as a coach, you know. So, that's, do you? That's my. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to step on you there, Brandon. Uh, Brandon Spikes joining us here, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. How do you think it's going to work with him taking over and personnel? We haven't heard anything about a general manager. Is there going to be a GM coming in? Do you think Mayo is going to be in charge of personnel as well like Belichick was? 
Well, I, I ain't gonna say all that because you know I think Coach uh, Belichick had a lot of you know a lot of experience. You know he learned from a, you know Goat himself, Bill Parcells. So things are different. But you know what may have been a first time head coach. I'm sure that he's gonna have a lot of support and whatever he needs. I'm sure Robert Kraft's gonna give it to him and make sure he's good to go to give him his put him in the best position to win ball games and get get the Patriots back to where they belong. You know the Patriot way. You know that's a I know that means a lot to him, you know, just as far as how he approaches, you know, business and how he approaches his craft. So I, I just really think they're going to do whatever they can to see him succeed because, you know, everybody loves him, everybody around the facility. I'm sure everybody in Foxborough and Boston knows, like, what type of guy he is and what he brings to the table and what he's about. And it's just first-class business, you know. He's going he gonna to come in and work hard and put the guys in the best position to win. So. I think they, you know, did a great job, great hire. You know, shout out to RKK for sure. <laughs> Brandon, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes in the perspective. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, hey, let me ask you, how's the weather up there, man? Oh, come on, dude. What are you doing? Nice. Nice. What are you, what are you doing? It's yeah. a, listen, I can <laughs> say this, Brandon. a classic Florida tactic right there. Classic uh, Florida it, tactic. It really is. But you know yeah. what, Brandon? And you know what this is like. Is It may not be great here, but none of us are in Buffalo right now. <laughs> <laughs> you crazy. Hey, I love Boston, man. I miss it up there. I'm coming to visit, man. You definitely I'll be in the in the area soon, man. Hopefully we can catch up with something. That's yeah, we Brandon love it. Spikes. Love it. Brandon Spikes, yeah. former Patriots linebacker. Thanks again, man. All right, guys. Take it easy. Take care. He played in Buffalo at the end of his career. And listen, I love Buffalo too, but and and I know he was talking about Boston as well, but um yeah, it, it, I'm looking at the lake effect snow for this weekend. I mean, those are like, I went to college in central New York, uh, which is, you know, not quite western, but it, you deal with the lake effect from Lake Ontario. Lake effect snow this weekend is expected to come in off of Lake Erie to the east, a.k.a. Buffalo, and it is going to come in bands from early Saturday through Sunday night, and the winds are going to be whipping. Nobody in Buffalo wants to hear from you on anything. I just want to get that out there. You and your, oh, it's better than being in Buffalo, Lake Effect, all your prognostications. You know, I sympathize with them. I've lived it. I know it. There is nothing those people want more than for you to tell them snow's coming because the way you predicted them this year, they're probably going to get sunshine and blue skies all weekend long. (laughs) 75 degrees wearing shorts in Buffalo. Uh, Listen. Shout out to Mafia. I honestly hope that they get it. I, I would love nothing more than that. <laughs> Quit really pandering. Would. It's not pandering. It's just, again, if you can't handle objectivity, I can't help you. That's all. <laughs> that is a you problem. Yes. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to save money. When you bundle your auto policy with home, condo, or renters, You'll earn a multi-policy discount. Easy to bundle, easy to save. Visit Progressive.com. He won't say it because he doesn't like to pat himself on the back. But my buddy is in the right town right now. He's out in Vegas. He looks great. Our entire show on the app earlier looked phenomenal. And he's on a little bit of a heater at the moment. He's coming back. Mm. Is that, am I being fair and careful? We're okay. We've hit four straight in the NBA, four straight in the NBA. So we're feeling good. We're still in a hole we're trying to climb out of, but we're having a nice little week. Right. I, I think it's safe to say, comeback trail. That's where we are. That's where you're residing right now. And so with that in mind, we will tell you if it's a good bet or a bad bet next mm. on ESPN Radio. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play and Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. According to Chris Lowe, Nick Saban, Alabama head coach, has just informed his team he is retiring from college football. For college football, it's one of those days I think we'll probably all remember. I'm so in shock right now, I can't, I can't even think. There are a lot of great coaches, and there are a lot of great resumes, and all of them are vying for second place behind the seat. I don't want to act like this is the end of the world, but in college football, this is as close as you can get. And there's even more breaking news when it comes to following up Nick Saban. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. A little earlier today, Mike Norvell signed an extension at Florida State, Eight years, $80 million. Dan Lanning's not going anywhere. He's not leaving Oregon. Steve Sarkeesian not leaving Texas. And so... Garland versus Joe. Breaking news. Washington's Kalen DeBoer and Alabama are negotiating. Currently, sources told ESPN Friday about their head coaching job. Now, we told you earlier that he had missed his... Uh, weekly radio spot on KJR in Seattle, and they put out a statement basically saying that DeBoer and Washington Athletics were working hard to ensure a future that everybody would be excited about, which, of course, sounded like they were working on a new contract, right? Well, so here's what Pete Thamel's reporting. Washington AD Troy Dannon made an aggressive pitch with a new contract that would make him one of the 10 highest-paid coaches in the FBS and more than double his current salary of $4.2 million. Well, first of all, $4.2 million, doubling to eight, like, that doesn't, you know, all right, if it's going to get up around 10 and make him a, a top 10, that's nice. I don't know that that's enough. No, it's not. The guy is being courted by Alabama to take over for Nick Saban. He came in, took over your sorry program, immediately, immediately restored you to prominence, and got you to the national championship game in two seasons. You don't 
double the salary to $8 million and get him into the top 10. You get him into the top three. If you can't do that, you're not a big-time program. And oh, by the way, let's remember, you're making the jump to the Big Ten next year. You're going to get rolled in the Big Ten if you don't come in with the artillery you need. Because if DeBoer's out, there are going to be recruits that follow him. There are going to be recruits that jump ship because it's not just about protecting your asset and keeping a great head coach. The team that loses their head coach to Alabama is the team that is absolutely dead last in the hiring cycle right now, right? Like they have first pick of nothing. If you're Washington, where are you going to go for your next head coach? You already had the the sign, national signing day, the transfer portal window just closed. All this, I, or at least I think it did. I got it's it's impossible for me to keep up with all of this. Yeah. Bowl season's done. Like you have so many things that have already happened. Spring ball's right around the corner. You lose him the year you're set to go to the Big Ten, you are not a big-time program. I don't care what you think it costs you. you got to go out and break the bank here if you're going to keep this guy. Well, look at a couple of other things, too. I wonder if this tells you anything. That Dylan Johnson today, uh, he went ahead and declared for the draft, the running back, as did Roma Adunze, the receiver from Washington, declared for the draft. And those both happened today. Well, Odunze is probably a first-rounder regardless. It's not right. like his announcement probably ties into that. But it is important that it did come today. So I see what you're saying there as well. Right. Yeah, well, it's going to be a lot of it. Yeah. And, uh, boy, I, I think it's uh, – I, I hope he gets every last penny. He owes $12 million in a buyout. And I'm sure somebody from Alabama will step up and write that check. I love it how we pretend like that matters. It does. Like I, I heard someone earlier today, it's like, well, it's a $20 million buyout to get so-and-so away. What is $20 million in the grand scheme of things? We realize A&M wrote a $70 million check to make Jimbo Fisher go away, right? <laughs> like, they had him under contract. They gave him $70 million and they said, get the hell out of here. But you're that bad. We are that disinterested in you. No, I listen, I get it. Um, the, the A&M is oil money. Let's not forget that. It, it is a little different than Alabama financially with what they have, what Oklahoma has, what those schools have. But, um, yeah, listen, if you are DeBoer here, I think this is a mistake. I think it's a mistake. Oh, really? I, I think from his perspective, uh, you may be up to the challenge. You may think to your – to yourself, I can follow Nick Saban, and as a head coach, especially in college, you have to think that way. Um, you have to be of the mindset that you're better than everybody else. I think it's a big mistake. I, If I'm him, if they're going to double my money, they're going to make me a top 10 paid coach at Washington, and I can go and do that and frankly, be in a little bit more of a comfortable situation if I have a bad year as opposed to what's going to happen at Alabama, that's what I'm doing. This guy is one of the fastest risers in recent memory in any sport. I yeah. mean, he wasn't even at the FBS level, and you just watched him pop around from Indiana, where he's an offensive coordinator, then took over at Fresno for Tedford and built them right back up, then jumped to Washington Everywhere he has been at every level, he has won. There Michael Penix. Absolutely, what's that? I was going to say Michael Penix deserves a nice chunk of this. Yeah, absolutely. Like if I were him. Everywhere I, because, he yep. has been. I mean, he was working with, what was it, um, Jake, uh, Jake Hayner 
uh, yeah. at Fresno, right? Yes. I, I believe he yes. may have had him for one of the seasons while he was there. So there's no reason in his mind he should think he can't handle this. He's won everywhere. And no, now I, Alabama's calling. I understand that. But there's a difference between having the mentality that you can handle it and being smart enough to look at the situation objectively if you win 10 games next year and everybody wants you out. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It is the toughest job to follow maybe ever. We saw this at Duke, but like Coach K towards the end, there were some good seasons. There were some off seasons. They realized the transition was coming, and Duke has been respectable, and they've carried on. And North Carolina has found a way to carry on post-Roy Williams. They've had a little bit of success as well, so people are good. I mean, you're going to have to come in there probably be a top six seed and win a couple playoff games next year. Like being in the final four is probably where you, it's been the final four for Georgia, for Alabama. How many years of the last 10 in yeah. 10 years of the college football playoff? I think Alabama was in the final in the playoff. What? Eight times. Something like that. Yeah. Like you can't come in and not be in the final four. So there you go. There's the bar. It's the, t- it's the highest bar in college football. Uh, that's why I'm not doing this. Also, I, was, I get was it. Dabo even considered for this? No. Think about how far There's far no way. He's I mean, off. the students were out there protesting the, even the thought of Dabo the other day at Alabama. Nobody wants Dabo. I mean, Dabo, pretty much this season, illustrated every single reason as to why you wouldn't hire him. He's not interested in the transfer portal. Obviously, there are some th- they haven't done enough NIL there, and it fell off so quickly for them. That if Dabo's going to think in old school way, why would you possibly bring him in if he's not adapting? Like great even point. even if he's changed his mind off of this year, right? Even if he said, "Oh, obviously I have to do this now." Like the fact that you went through that and weren't didn't have the foresight to see it—that's troubling enough. Yeah, I mean that's what that is—is is hubris, arrogance, whatever word you want to go with. But that's Dabo saying, "My way works. It's good enough." We're getting the job done. We don't need to buy into anything else. And then lo and behold, a few years goes by. Yeah, you needed to buy into it because all of your toughest competitors, they were all buying into it. Mike Norvell came into your conference and did the opposite of you. He used the transfer portal to build his program up. Nobody utilizes the transfer portal more and in a more successful fashion than Mike Norvell at Florida State. And as a result, they've become the kingpins in the ACC, not Clemson. That's how fast you can fall off because you get lazy, you rest on your laurels, and you don't adapt with the times. And that's exactly what happened there. Florida State, that's another example during this coaching circuit where everyone's talking about instant results. Norvell, he was on the hot seat after year one. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know. This job he had might all be kinds too of big. problems when he first got there. This job might be too big for Mike Norvell. It looks too big for him. Yeah. What are we saying about that now after he gets the uh, – Eight-year, eighty million dollar contract extension. What's the number here? Is he going to get for DeBoer? 13, 13, 14, 15 a year. What's he getting? Who, who's the highest? What's what's the highest that we're dealing with right now? Do we have any idea? Uh, give me a second. I'll pull. Like it I up. would say, I would say the first number that came to mind was it's got to be at least ten, but it can't be more or equal to what Saban was making. No. So can't. wherever Saban was, it's got to be below that. Um. I mean, Saban, Saban was, Saban was at 10.65. Yeah, you can't no, go higher I'm sorry. than Saban, that. Saban was at 11.4 as of this is the as of the end of October. Okay. Yeah. So you can't uh, go higher than that then. Right. I would say you maybe come out at 10 a year, maybe nine. 
You got to pay him more than Kirby. Behind Saban was Dabo, Kirby Smart, Ryan Day, and Mel Tucker. <laughs> yeah. And Lincoln Riley, all right around 10. I'm not worried about any of that because you know what? If DeBoer wants the job, he, he, it's not like he's going to be able to negotiate for every last dollar. He can get a great deal here, but it is the Alabama job. It's great for his career. If you're Alabama, you're going to sit down and say, look, we're going to pay you handsomely. We're not paying you. We'll be paid Nick. Yeah. Now, if you go ahead and do what Nick did, we'll pay you more than Nick. But we're not, we're not going to put you on par with him right now when it hasn't happened yet. I hope you understand. We can put some incentives in there, though. Go ahead and win a national championship. We'll bump you up right away. See, if I were him, again, that number's got to be in the 10 range. It may not in north of 10. It's got to be north of 10 for me just getting there right now. To really? Consider it. Absolutely. Again, all of the pressure and everything that comes with it, that number's got to be north of 10. And, yeah, and where are they turning, by the way, if they don't give me the job, if I don't get the job? Where are they going? Great point. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We can take the rest of the day off. <laughs> this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Super Wild Card Weekend on ESPN Radio. All the news, analysis, predictions, and reaction from every game. It's the Jets. He's gone. Super Wild Card Weekend. We came here to do a job. The playoffs have arrived. Continuing coverage right here on ESPN Radio. Excited for it. All the playoff action this weekend. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Moose Johnston, the former Cowboy fullback, of course, of Fox Sports and the director of operations for the newly created UFL, which is when the XFL and the USFL have come together and formed the UFL. He joins us right now. And, uh, Daryl, we appreciate a few minutes, Chris Carlin and Joe Fortenbaugh. Uh, let's just start there for a second. 
this new endeavor with the UFL. How are you kind of approaching this? Tell us a little bit about it. No, it's been great. It's, um, you know, I think everybody felt that, uh, that there's a need for spring football. Um, and with the two leagues there, how was that going to work? So I think that, you know, the, the fact that we, we both ended up merging and, and really becoming one strong spring football league instead of two competitive indiv- individual spring leagues is, is the best thing moving forward. And just through this process, it's been challenging. It's, it's been very emotional at times. We've, you know, lost a lot of good people. Uh, on each side um, as as the merger happened, uh, but we have gotten our rosters acclimated. We've done a we had a draft last Friday between the two leagues. Um, the USFL pulling back some of their players, the XFL pulling back some of their players from the teams that didn't make the merger. Uh, we've had some you know staff get brought back into the football family. Uh, so I think from from that standpoint, when you look at the rosters and the staffs, and uh, you know we had to find something positive when we were going to move and, and go from 16 teams down to eight. You know how do we how do we offset the the losses and and you know kind of the you know those those tough moments when you have to say goodbye to somebody on this journey and and I think the the outcome of that has been some some very talented rosters. We'll have our our last draft of, of reallocating all of our players uh, on Monday the fifteenth, and then uh, then we're off and running. Excellent. That's right around the corner. Believe it or not, as we're past the holiday season and moving into the NFL playoffs. Moose, as we look to the NFL playoffs this weekend, you know, there's a few key storylines that are developing. As we jump around, I want to start in Kansas City. That weather looks like it's going to be brutal for the showdown between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Can you remember a particular game where you had to play in brutal weather like that? Like, what does that do to an offense when you're trying to move the ball down the field? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is the wind. I, I think that that's what everybody, I know they're talking about, you know, upwards of a foot of snow in Buffalo, but I think the big thing there is, you know, that wind coming off of Lake Erie and, and projections up around 40-mile-an-hour gusts. So that's that's when it that's when the weather has a significant impact, um, you know, on the game. Uh, you, you can work through, you know, the rain. You can work through some snow uh, and the cold. But when that wind starts blowing, that's the hardest part. The, the bad part about the cold is, you know, everything hurts a little bit more, uh, you know, as much as those, those hits hurt at times. You know, when it's cold, it seems to hurt a little bit more. Um, I never got onto the heated benches because I always felt it was too hard to get off of them. Um, <laughs> so I would kind of stay relatively cold the entire game. Uh, you don't want to get too comfortable on the sidelines. So I, I think it does present a lot of challenges and some mental things. I think you just you got to be focused a little bit more. Um, you know, catching the ball, securing the ball. Um, you know, some of the things that you can see. You know, in, in the warm weather parts of the season. Um, you know, if you continue to play that style, there's an opportunity. You know, for that ball to 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 get loose and to, to become vulnerable to a turnover. So uh, I, I think that that will be one of the things that, uh, you know, the teams would need concern about. I, I never played in a real cold game. I think probably, you know, single digits in New York. Uh, we had a cold day in Denver um, that was, you know, not from a temperature standpoint, but just being at, you know, at altitude and, and that temperature was, was pretty chilly. Um, you know, one of the hardest games was, was like a really driving rainstorm on Thanksgiving day against Philadelphia at about 42 degrees. You know, that was probably, when you talk about just, was probably the one that I remember the most. Moose Johnston with us. He, of course, of Fox Sports and Director of Operations for the newly created UFL. Moose, um, of the two teams that are going to be hosting those really cold weather games this weekend, Kansas City and Buffalo, uh, we have seen warts with both of them this year. Who would you have more faith in going on a longer run? I think Buffalo. I, I I thought they played better down the stretch. 
Um, you know, Kansas City, we had them, um, you know, late in the season against New England, probably the best game they played down the stretch. Um, you know, so you know what they, they have the potential to do, um, but it's just it was really it was really mystifying to us to see, you know, some of the, the mistakes and just during the prep, you know, some of the things that had happened during the course of the season as you got towards the end. So, you know, for me, it looks like Buffalo had their issues you know, mid-season, and they've been able to work through those and, and have kind of found some, some solutions to those issues uh, where it seems like Kansas City's still going through that process. Um, so for me right now, I think I'd, I'd probably, you know, go with the Bills, you know, to kind of get back to that, that level of play that we had expectations of as the season began. We've been breaking down the Rams-Lions game quite a bit. The Lions spent a lot of energy the last few weeks of the season. They had a shootout with Minnesota. They had that game with Dallas that came down to the end. And then Dan Campbell decided to play his starters in the final week. Laporta gets banged up in a game against Minnesota. Meanwhile, the Rams are coming in rested after that game against the 49ers. You know, how concerned should the Lions be about this matchup with the Rams? Yeah, I think you take everything that you just talked about there, and then you have to add in that emotional component of Matthew Stafford coming back, and 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 what does that play into this matchup? Um, you know, we actually did the Minnesota Detroit game, and and I actually like you know the approach that Dan Campbell took there. I'm sure there were a lot of people that that were critical of him going in with really not an opportunity to get to that number two seed uh, with with the, with the schedule that Dallas and Philly had. Um, so you are putting your players at risk if you decide to play starters that day. But we, we never really did that in Dallas. Um, you know, there was only a couple of occasions where we can improve our, our playoff spot. And, and obviously you, you play to win those games. But, but a lot of times we were kind of in a similar situation to where Detroit was. And, and we sat Troy and Michael and Emmett, but we played everybody else. And I thought Jimmy Johnson had a great comment you know, on the, on the pregame show uh, about that, where, you, you know, you can't sit everybody and it becomes that situation where, you know, you sit some guys down. Injuries are going to happen during the course of a season and during the course of a game. And it's unfortunate that it happens to a guy like Sam Laporta, you know, because of how important he is and what a great season he had. And that's going to open the door for criticism of Dan Campbell. But, but I, I respect what he did. That's kind of staying true to who he's been all season long. Uh, when you look at his, his aggressiveness with some of his plays on special teams, uh, the amount of times he goes forward on fourth down, um, you know, he, he brings an aggressive style to play, and I think that kind of is exactly what a lot of people expected from, from Dan going into that game. Uh, and it's unfortunate that Sam got hurt, and, and I hope that at some point he, he has the opportunity to play in the playoffs um, because, you know, it, it, it's, it's been a long time for Detroit to be in the position that they're in. Uh, they're, they're an ascending team, but you, you'd never want to see a guy like Sam Laporta when you have a season the way, the way he played this year, you know, miss out on, on all the good stuff at the end. Moose, great stuff. We appreciate the time. Thanks for popping on, and good luck with the UFL. Thank you very much. Enjoy the games this weekend. Absolutely. That's Moose, Moose staying busy. Moose staying busy. Big football career. Then he goes into the booth. Now he's doing this. I mean, geez. You and I are trying to do the opposite. We're trying to do less. Let's shut it down. Listen. I'm, let's, I like, let's, I, let's get some lunch, and let's figure it out. Exactly. Let's get somebody to pay us to do it. It's Carlin versus Joe, <laughs> ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. There is some breaking news coming down out of Alabama as we speak. More details on Kalen DeBoer possibly becoming the head coach of the Crimson Tide next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. 
How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM. Channel 80, if you're just joining us, Mark Schlebach and Chris Lowe, both reporting that Alabama and Kalen DeBoer are currently negotiating a contract for DeBoer to become the new head coach at Alabama. Um, That is uh, what sources have told ESPN. Now, uh, I believe we're going to hear from Schlebach here in a moment, but at the same time here, I, I just... I get where Alabama's coming from, but it feels like so many of their candidates would have closed the door so quickly on being the guy to replace Nick Saban that I'm not calling this a desperation move on their part, but if I'm DeBoer, I certainly feel good about my ability to extract as much as possible out of this. Yeah, the, the, the upside to the DeBoer hire is that he's won everywhere everywhere he's not a a hot coordinator who's never been a head coach he's not an nfl head coach who's making the transition to college to give it a try he's been in college a long time at multiple levels he's been an offensive coordinator he's been a head coach he's done both those jobs at multiple places and he has had success everywhere he's had success at indiana he's had success at fresno state he turned Washington around in two seasons actually in one season and then in season two he went to the national championship guy game the guy can flat out coach. That's what they're getting. He can flat out coach. The one drawback to this hire is that none of his previous experience, from what I understand, comes in the South. What right. are his ties to the South? How is he going to be able to recruit in the state of Florida, in the state of Texas, in the state of Georgia, when you're going up against Kirby Smart and Brian Kelly and everybody else down there? Who are your connections? What's your network look like? That's going to be the big thing. Do you understand the culture of the South? Do you understand the people of the South? Do you understand how to get things done in the South? It's a very special way of operating. It's a different way of operating. Not to say it's better or worse or anything like that. It's just there's a reason Southern schools tend to hire Southern guys. They understand it. It's a reason Northeastern schools tend to hire some Northeastern guys. Different areas of the country present different challenges and different opportunities. I love him as a coach. I think he's done a phenomenal job. I think it's a great hire by Alabama. I'd like to see who's going to be on his staff and how many of them are from the South and have connections down South before I make a final determination on that because that's going to be big moving forward. Well, here is Mark Schlebaugh, ESPN College Football writer on why Alabama went after Kalen DeBoer. Kalen DeBoer took Washington to the CFP National Championship game for the first time in school history. 
He's got a short track record as one of the best offensive minds in the game. When Nick Saban's retired on Wednesday, I think it was obvious to Alabama officials that some of his uh, most successful disciples, Kirby Smart at Georgia, Steve Sarkeesian at Texas, were in good situations, probably weren't going to leave. Uh, they, they focused in on DeBoer and Florida State's Mike Norvell. But I think uh, Greg Byrne, the Alabama athletics director, felt Kalen DeBoer was the, the best choice to take on a, a challenging position at Alabama and replacing Nick Saban. Look, I think he's terrific, and he was on uh, SportsCenter just a little while ago, Schlebach, but I, I think DeBoer is a terrific coach. It's just walking into virtually what is a no-win situation. If you go in and you are playing for a national championship right away, that's what you're supposed to do. Like, nobody's going to look at him and say, what an amazing job this guy's doing. It's spotlight on you immediately and very little patience I would imagine from the people who were controlling a lot of the money in addition to the fan base. Yeah. Yeah. You got to wonder. I mean, so much of this is going to be on the boosters. So much of this is going to be on the administrators, the fans. If you want this to work, give it some time, give it some time. And it's okay. It's okay to have the expectation of getting into a 12 team playoff. Honestly, Alabama really lucks out that this is the year it's going to 12. Because it's a much easier path to get into the postseason now, and it's a much either easier landing spot for the head coach. I know no one wants to hear that, but I, I, I don't know who were the who was a better option. Who who if everybody was oh, on the table, who was better? I'm not knocking them. He is. I, I still think like among the guys that we were talking about, the only guy I, I might have hired would have been Norvell if he was interested in coming. But I think DeBoer is by far the best option I'm talking about from his perspective. Oh, like, yeah. It's, it's not just, can I win at Alabama? It's like, can I win? In other words, is any of this a winning situation for me personally? Yeah. Like, if I go there and win a championship, well, guess what, Chuckles? That's what you were supposed to do. Yeah, but whoever takes that job, that's that's what it's going to be. I know. You got to have that mindset. Like, that's the mindset I want if I'm hiring someone at Alabama. I want you to think, yeah, I can step in here. I am not trying to be Nick Saban. I'm not trying to replace Nick Saban. I'm trying to coach Alabama football. He's a legend. He's an absolute legend. You're not going in there to try to make people forget about him. You're not trying to one-up him. You're just trying to do what you've done everywhere else. Build a program win football games. You're going to have a lot of resources at your disposal. You're going to have a lot of help in the process. You've got some great talent there already. Bring some more in. Figure out the quarterback position. They'll be competing at a high level, no doubt. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Okay, our final chance to get in on the playoff games uh, this weekend. It is, uh, of course, Super Wild Card Weekend. And, Joseph, we start... Uh, let's just go in order for the next couple of minutes here. First of all, 4.30, Saturday, NBC, Browns at Texans. Uh, Texans are getting two and a half points. We picked the Texans in this game. And I think one thing that people really need to pay attention to, as good as the Browns defense is, as the number one overall defense, and you have pointed this out for weeks and weeks and weeks, it is a much different defense on the road. Yep, and want to make clear, this is an official Pizza Money play at Houston, plus two and a half. We had some breaking news down the stretch, so we didn't play all the sound effects for you. That, those will be back on Monday. Houston, plus two and a half, is in the Pizza Money count. They give it like this. Three weeks ago, Cleveland was in Houston, December 24th. Cleveland was minus three. 
CJ Stroud didn't play. It was Davis Mills. Now, here they are, meeting three weeks later in Houston. Cleveland is laying two and a half. CJ Stroud is starting. That dude's worth half a point? I don't see it. Give me Houston. Yeah. All right. Then you've got Miami, Kansas City, Saturday night, 8-15, Peacock. I don't see a chance in hell that the Miami Dolphins are going to win this game other than the official 14.1%, but that numerically is actually categorized as not a chance in hell. It would be perfect quintessential NFL to see Miami go win this game. That the narrative around Miami the entire season has been they can't win big games and then they play their biggest game of the season, a playoff game at Arrowhead, and they beat the Chiefs. It's going to be tough. The injury report is lengthy, but this is a Tua Tungavailoa game. Dude, it's on you. I know guys are hurt, and I know that you always tell everyone you're not listening to the critiques, you're not listening to the criticism, you're not listening to the haters. Your team needs you. Your coach has been great for you. Tyreek Hill has been great for you. The running game has been great for you. Now they need you to be great for them and get past the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, three more to go through Sunday in the next minute. Steelers, Bills, Steelers getting 10. We are officially taking the Steelers, but I like the Bills to win this game. Yeah, Bills to win, but give me the points. It's bad weather. It's a really low total sitting at around 34, 34 and a half. I, I like having 10 points in my pocket in that spot. Cowboys, seven-point favorites over Green Bay at home. We're all over the Cowboys. I don't see how the Packers are going to stop Dallas. Yeah, Dallas, if they just – look, Dallas loses this game if they beat themselves. If Dallas plays a good, clean football game, they shouldn't have too much to worry about. They have the talent edge. I like them in the first half, minus four points. I think they jump all over Green Bay in this game. And finally, Sunday night, Detroit hosting the Rams. We are on the Rams in this game, getting three points. Both of us a little bit leery about what's going on with the Lions. Yeah, I mean, Dan Campbell went you-know-what to the wall through the final three weeks of the season. I hope it was worth it, man. I really hope it was worth it because the Rams got their rest. It's going to be very interesting to see how the Lions perform in the second half of that game, if they start to run out of gas or if they're conditioned for it. Then, of course, Monday night, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN+. Plus. It is the Buccaneers hosting the Eagles. We will spend a lot of time on that game come Monday. It is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.